0: Hey, babe, are you overwhelmed and burnt out by never-ending to-do lists, constantly giving your time to others, and feeling out of balance in your personal life? And are you ready to get absolute clarity on your life's purpose and activate the best version of you? Then it's time to ignite that inner fire and rediscover the fierce, confident woman you are born to be. Welcome to The Beam Life, where myself and other guests empower you to take steps toward the life you want so you can truly be everything and more. I'm Caitlin, your empowerment coach, new bestie, and lover of all things leopard print. It's time to get this party started, y'all. Hey, babe. Welcome back to the Beam Life Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin. This week, I have certified master health coach, Christine Batera, with us to talk about consistency, motivation, what to do when you hit a plateau. And while she is a health coach and trainer, this conversation applies to all of life. And we specifically mentioned that a couple times throughout the podcast. Before I tell you a little bit more about my guest, Christine, I wanted to share with you the listener of the week. Every week I share a review and that is our listener of the week. This week, it is June Jolene who left us a review on Apple podcast that says, this is what we all need right now. What an honest, heartfelt podcast, not just about empowerment, but the fact that we all need to take a step back and see what it is we need, what we want, and that we are not alone in this. All I can say is I can't wait to hear more and I would recommend this basically to everyone in my life right now. June, thank you so much for such an incredible review and for being a part of this community. Um, Please be sure to check out the show notes and claim your free month uh, subscription to the Beam monthly membership. Um, I look forward to welcoming you into that space. All right, so let me tell you a little bit about my guest, Christine. She is a certified master health coach and multidisciplinary movement trainer with over a decade of experience in the field of nutrition, exercise, and wellness. She has worked with clients from all walks of life, from athletes and busy professionals to weekend warriors and stay at home parents. Christine is passionate about empowering her clients to achieve their health and wellness goals through personalized plans and coaching. She believes that sustainable lifestyle changes are key to long term success and works closely with her clients to create a plan that is both enjoyable and effective. In addition to her work as a coach, Christine owns and leads a passionate team of wellness professionals at Tahoe Flow Arts and Fitness in Lake Tahoe, California. She is also an avid lifter, enjoys hiking with her dog, and exploring the great outdoors with her family in her free time. Y'all, you are going to absolutely love Coach Christine, and I cannot wait to hear your takeaways from this conversation. Let's dive right in. Hey, Christine, how are you? I'm so excited to have you on the beam life podcast today. Hey, I'm doing great.
1: Super stoked to be here with you.
0: Yeah. You know, as I was recording the intro, I was telling the um, listeners that it's so fun to have another fitness professional on here. It feels like a past life to me, but it's still something I'm very passionate about. And I always call it like the gateway drug to life coaching, because, (laughs) you know, true transformation happens between the ears and truly to have transformation physically, we have to start here. And when I find another female, you know, fitness professional that gets that, and that also helps their clients with that, it's just like, obsession for me. Cause I'm like, we could talk for like a million years about this. So I'm really, really excited for you to share, you know, a little bit more about who you are and everything that you help your clients with. And hopefully the listeners can glean a little bit, something for their lives and their transformations, because we're always looking for the next best way to feel more energetic, to feel, you know, younger and to feel healthier. So that's why you're here, right? You're the expert. So, share with us a little bit more about who you are, and you know what you got going on over there in Lake Tahoe.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So, I 100% agree with you. By the way, it is kind of I've realized this now. Also, the gateway to all kinds of um, mindset coaching and things like that. Um, for me, coming into the fit- fitness space. I was always joked that all I wanted to do was teach exercise. Like I wanted it to be really simple and I just like love to teach exercise and that's all it's about, but there's so much more going on there. And when my clients walk into the studio and they, they always come with these outcome-based goals. A lot of them are oftentimes wrapped up in body composition change. And I had to figure out a way to bridge the gap, right. Between like, they think they want this, they're saying this, mm. but like, They also want stress relief. They want to feel good in their bodies. They want to feel great in their lives. They want to show up powerfully for their families. They want to have amazing lives and they want to be happy. And there's so much more than just exercise there. Obviously that can be a piece of it. Um, And I I grew up playing sports competitively. And I knew that when I played, and I've been thinking a lot about this lately, because my son's playing baseball, I was a softball player. I knew that when I was in the game, everything else melted away, right? Mm. All my stress, the homework I had to do. I mean, I was a kid. I thought I had lots of stresses when I was a teenager, but.
0: (laughs) Joke's on us. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I wanted to try to help people through physicality tap into that, that stress relief, that um, like singular focus, and then having something they could be proud of And Mm I had, I came to more mindset coaching stuff and, 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 um, connected the dots over time of like, okay, how do I get people to feel this way and realize like you can have body composition change. You can have, um, performance goals that you are reaching, whatever it may be, but it's really about how you feel and show up. And like, that's where the real awesomeness happens. So that's why I had to kind of dive deeper into coaching as well. I got my personal training certification and I wanted to give people so much more than just the physical part of it. So I had to go back to school and learn more.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, I-, I did the same thing. I'm like, I've been coaching for so long in different modalities, but each time I'm like, Oh wait, but there's another layer. Oh wait, but there's another layer. And it's an onion. Going. Yeah. Just Keep going, <laughs> keep going. But I really love, you know, what you said and how you related that from your youth and like what that did for you. And then bringing that into adult life, because I did notice that too. I was the opposite. I didn't play sports growing up. In fact, I was never athletic until my young twenties when I first embarked on my, what I thought was a weight loss challenge, but was literally like a life transformation challenge. And yeah, it is just like, wow. Wow. I'm really proud like that. I love that you said that word proud that really like resonated with me because I think that as an adult, it's, we don't get trophies. We don't get those recognition things like we did as a kid. And so to be able to challenge ourselves physically, but then like feel so good is something we can really honestly work towards and feel proud of. And I think it's ultimately far more rewarding than like a number on a scale. Cause I'm sure you can relate if you can't personally, I know that, you know, clients like when we're not really satisfying the real goals that you're talking about, and we're just looking for this outcome thing, whether it's a, you know, muscle or fat loss or whatever, inches, pant size, you name it we ultimately arrive at that destination and it's kind of like wow yeah literally
1: <laughs> totally you knew exactly my yep. vibe
0: and it's like oh like that was that's not like really what i was wanting i really cuz i've been s- smaller physically than i am now and felt much crappier um and so i love now that i can feel strong and vibrant and confident and like that has really been the true transformation. But I will say one of the biggest things that like my clients come to me with and people always still want to talk fitness, but I'm like, let me put the ball in your court. So I don't have to talk about fitness anymore. Mm-hmm. Women have like, we have these desires, at least the women I talk to, they they know what they want, but they have a hard time like getting started. Like it's like, I really, really, really want to feel better. I really want to relieve this stress. I really want to finally like connect with other women at the gym, or I really want to get this confidence boost, but like where, how do we start to like bridge from desire to actual action? How do you help women get started?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And and something that I love to think about for myself, uh, my own story I'm a big sufferer of analysis paralysis. I overthink things tremendously. And it put me into a vicious cycle throughout my life of really falling into everything and everyone else's shoulds about the way things should be, right? And I think as a coach, now I've recognized, and I see this work with my clients that our job, whether it's mindset coaching, fitness coaching, whatever type of coaching you're doing is really helping people unlock their own inner knowledge, right? They already Mm -hmm. have all the tools. They already have everything they need. So really great question asking is where that starts. And you can do this with yourself, right? In a coaching role, you probably recognize this. What we do is ask great questions. That's our job. (laughs) Yep. But our clients can do that for themselves too and go, okay, I know what I need to do. And I can't tell you how many times people walk into my gym and they go, I know I need to eat more vegetables. I know I need to exercise, but I'm not doing them. Um, Mm -hmm. So ask yourself the simple question of Why? Why am I not doing this and get real honest with yourself and being honest with yourself is sometimes harder than being honest with another person, actually. And that's why coaching is such a great relationship to have or having a a really amazing friend who asks great questions or a partner, (laughs) Um, but they can be a little harder to find for folks. So, you know, asking why am I not doing these things? Well, um, usually it comes down to some sort of fear that's lurking there. Um, well I'm afraid that, uh, and they can get really deep. I can be, af- I like to play this game with my clients. So like, okay, what are we afraid of? Uh, I'm afraid. Of- One of the things I was afraid of was getting sweaty mm. <laughs> and it sounds silly to call it yes. a fear, but it, really it's just like a discomfort, right? Being pushed out of my comfort zone in any way. Like I don't want to get sweaty. I don't like getting sweaty. Um, I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, don't want to um i don't know smell bad get dirty i don't know whatever it is for for them and then we turn we just turn into solution or problem solving mode how do we solve that, that problem and it's when you put it down it's like you remove that power that it has yes <laughs> totally instead of being like wow i'm so lame i just need to have more discipline well no i actually really don't like to be sweaty And how can I fix that problem? Well, for me, I can take a shower right after I work out. I can uh, have baby wipes in my bag. I can use dry shampoo. Like it's a really good deodorant. Totally. (laughs) Whatever it is. And if you start writing those solutions down and then try to implement them and see how it goes. So that's like the next step, right? Like that might not be the solution for you, but it felt like it was. It's the low-hanging fruit. We're gonna grab it. We're gonna give yes. it a try. And then we're gonna be okay if it fails. Here we yes. go. Okay, what's the next thing?
0: <laughs> I love you know? that. Rip the band-aid off. Get started. Yes. I think that's it's the best advice is just and it's so much easier said than done, right? Like just do it. Just you know, get through it. But that question of a why is so powerful three letter word. That's a game changer almost every single time. And I love what you said about being really honest because sometimes, you know, we don't face the monster. Like you said, we take the power away. So it's like, we've got this like boogeyman that's like hanging out with us all the time. And then we like see the boogeyman and we're like, Oh, You're like, actually not even scary. Um, So I can handle this fear. Let me just check it out and, and see what this is like. And I can always do something different, even if it sucked, right? Like, and I will always say we learn something from just trying and it makes the next thing we try not as scary. So I love that of asking why so, so, so important. Okay. So let's follow along with this like woman on her journey. We've got her started now and she's feeling great. Right. And we always have those beginner results, especially with those who haven't maybe worked out in a while, but over time we know what happens, right? Like results plateau sometimes, or it's not new anymore. So we don't stay motivated or like our best friend who we were going with stops coming to the gym with us. So and and by the way, I want to let listeners know, yes, we are talking about fitness, but literally this can apply to anything. Like take out the word fitness and just put in whatever it is where you're stuck and like same rules apply, okay? So we've hit a plateau. Now what? Like how do we stay motivated when we are faced with these, like, I guess you could call them obstacles or lack of newness, but what do you, what do you help? How do you help clients break through that? Yeah. Um, I think one of the best things,
1: what kind of starts to creep in, just like you said, is just speaking to that of like, you've got those two weeks, usually it's like two to three weeks of like, I'm feeling good. I'm moving. Uh, Physiologically in the body, there's neurologic changes that happen during that time. Um, your body starts releasing like they'll feel good hormones and, but then you're right, right? Your pants don't fit any different uh, for two weeks and mm-hmm. you've been working your butt off and it's frustrating. One thing to understand here is really what your motivational tendency is. I find this to be super, super valuable for folks there are four different types of motivational tendencies. Um, you can be a questioner, an obliger. You might be familiar Gretchen Rubin's work. Um, I love her. A rebel, <laughs> or a upholder. Right. Becoming familiar with your. Uh, did I say Gretchen Randall? What's her, is no?
0: You said Gretchen Rubin. You're okay, right.
1: Rubin. Ooh, Gretchen <laughs> Randall was my high school. Uh, my uh, my, not high school college softball coach. I I love it. Sometimes it's like a little crosswire there. Um, So if you know what your motivational tendency is, this is a great time to tap into it. So for me personally, I'm a questioner. I need to know the why behind something, probably why Mm -hmm. I talked about why earlier. I also know that because I'm a questioner and I need to know the why behind something, I also suffer from analysis paralysis and I won't take action as quickly as I should. Um, So I need to set time limits on things, but if you're an obliger, you know that you need outside accountability. If you are a rebel, you value choice, right? So rebels are my, they're, can be really challenging. Or When they look at themselves within this, these parameters, oftentimes they'll start to think, man, I'm really challenging, right? But if you know that you value choice, there's nothing wrong with that. So if you're a rebel tendency, all right, I'm going to make a list of 10 exercises that I like to do. Don't, mm-hmm. they don't like to do, and then every day I get to
0: decide, and I have power, right? Yes. Um, I'm a rebel, so I get that. You no, know, <laughs> she knows. She knows.
1: <laughs> uh, Bladders. Yep. They they need the gym buddy. They need the coach. They need the um, accountability of a group fitness class. You know, they really need that outside accountability. Someone checking up on them. Uh, our upholders outwardly feel like they are easiest I think when it comes to exercise or they'll think this about themselves or people will think about this if they're reading about it because they're rule followers Mm -hmm. and they will follow a plan or a map right so when you know that and things start feeling stale it can become really nice to go well what do I need to relight my fire here knowing that I'm one of these four motivational tendencies for me I'm a questioner I usually dive into some sort of educational thing or I find a way to relight my fire through continuing education or, or learning a new exercise or learning a new nutrition strategy. Like I like that little shiny penny yes. moment.
0: Yes. <laughs> so that's a great tool. But it comes down to knowing ourselves, right? Like percent. we've got to know ourselves. And I think that that is such like, why I really, really wanted to have you on because you're not just the traditional, like gym coach, like, Hey, show up, we're going to do burpees and leave and have a great day. It's like, no, no. Each one of you are different in this class. And like, what's going to make you show up looks really different. And we got to figure what that is because, you know, we aren't robots. We don't just like, no, like, again, not just in fitness, but in life, know from point A to point B is a linear line, right? Like it is constantly these like up and down jagged points. Sometimes it dips really low. Sometimes we've got big highs and sometimes it's just flat, but we need to figure out like when we're feeling that sort of like turbulence and we aren't feeling, you know, in this middle ground, how do we come back there and how, what's going to keep us going When we are on these outsides, which most of the time we're living on the outside, we're not living in the middle because it's Mm -hmm. life. So I really love that you bring that to the table, not only for the listeners today, but to your clients who I'm sure are like, oh my gosh, I actually understand myself now. And when I'm feeling this way, what's working for my best friend over here may not work for me. And I think that's so powerful because when we stop comparing like, well, she just gets a plan and she sticks to it and she's so great at sticking to her plan, but you give me a plan. And I'm like, "F that, I am using that. Like what I want to be able to choose what day I'm going to do what and what this looks like. And that way that gets me motivated. Right. And And like this
1: week could look different than last week and that month could look
0: different than that month. If that's what you need. Yes. Yes. So, so, so good. So what are common challenges that you see, Um, with your clients that when they're trying to reach optimal health, because I would say that your clients are probably a similar demographic in terms of like age and like where they're at in life to this, you know, listening audience. So I guarantee probably the challenges that they're facing are probably similar to listeners. So what do you experience like as a coach and how do you help them overcome that? I think one some of the biggest challenges that
1: folks come to me with are definitely getting started and/or being stuck, um, which honestly they're just sort of like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so getting started or being stuck, and we kind of already approached that. Um, getting clarity on what you really want. And that's mm. where that real honesty comes in. Um, and I think the veil over clarity sometimes is going back to the shoulds, right? I should do it this way because my best friend did it that way. I should do it that way because my, my significant other told me I have to do it that way. Or I read it in this book or I read it in this magazine or um, JLo was doing it on Instagram. I don't know, you know, (laughs) and I should be able to do it like that. Yeah. Um, and that's where the clarity really comes in instead of looking at what I should do, looking at what I can do realistically, lifestyle wise. So, if we have folks that are busy moms or career folks, you know, like I wear a lot of hats in my life and I need to get real honest about what I actually have time for and bandwidth for. Overloading your plate with goals that are living in shoulds Mm -hmm. is a recipe for disaster. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. Clarity and what can I realistically do? I love a strategy called confidence testing is one of my favorite things to do with my clients. So when we lay out goals with them, I'll say, you know, we'll go through our little goal setting process. And at the end, the very last thing we do is okay. On a scale of one to 10, On your worst week, I sometimes caveat it with that, right? Like when the cat pukes on the bed and your kid's sick and and your coworkers don't show up. Yeah, is On a scale of one to 10, where do you land that you could do this? And you need to be at least at a nine or a 10, even on your worst week. And that is how Mm. you set a really good goal.
0: Oh, I love that. I'm totally going to borrow that strategy with clients. So good because... That's really the test because I am a huge, I say this all the time when life is easy, goals are easy. Like when things are working for you, like it's easy to get to the gym. It's easy to prep your food. It's easy to be nice to people, but when shit hits the fan, it's not so easy sometimes. So it's like, and that's really when even in my practice, like working with my clients, we always end calls with commitment so like what are you committing to doing between now and the next call and we always talk about that like how realistic is this for you and anytime we get to the next call and something didn't get done i'll be like okay so what stood in our way what what happened here let's see let's figure this out and it'll always be because life like life lives like it's it's yep. we never expect that so that's a great great tip um, I also love that you brought in. I I laugh when you say J Lo because who doesn't want to be J Lo, right? But She's what amazing. we for- yeah, what we forget <laughs> is that that is her job. Like her job is to be fit, to be on red carpets, to act, to sing, to perform. She also has extreme financial resources. I'm sure she has private chefs, private trainers. She has assistants that are booking her appointments. She has people helping with her children. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Good for JLo. I know I personally don't have that, right? So I love asking how realistic is that for you? Because if that means that you're just adding another layer of something to do in your life- and you can't figure out how to let go of some other things that maybe aren't as big of a priority because maybe you just can't. Like maybe you're the the main financial, like I know I work with a lot of single moms. They bust their ass. You know, they work hard. They've got to get the kid to school sometimes when the kid, I mean, it's just, you know, that's what happens. So committing to a body physique competition to do it in three months. Okay. Well, that's not realistic. It's not realistic for a lot of people. Right. And so let's really talk about this. And first of all, why do you want to even do that? What is, what is the motivation here? So such you're giving such great golden advice that is so applicable to so many women. I know that are listening that are like, Oh, okay, so I shouldn't be so hard on myself here. (laughs) Yeah. And ease is a big part
1: of it. I love you kind of said that in a, in a different way, it should feel easeful to some extent. Yes. We want to push ourselves out of our comfort zone, but we're not going from, you know, zero to 60. Typically that's not where great habits are built. Can Mm -hmm. you get to 60? Yes, you can. But what if we just go from zero to one first and see how that feels? Yes. Go you know, and like live there for a little bit and soak that up. Um, and there are going to be times. The way I talk about it is turning the volume up and turning the volume down. I'm a big um music fan, and I especially when I'm working out, I want some I want some jams, right? Yes. So yes. We need to ask ourselves as we're going along. Once we get this clarity and we do all these things life, life's, like you said, where am I on my dial? Mm, Right. Do I need to turn it up? Do I need to turn it down? What is one, what is 10 for me? And if on those really hard days, I can show up, you know, two, maybe two is my baseline. And maybe that's just getting out of bed and doing, you know, 10 jumping jacks. Cool. Then I can feel proud (laughs) that I did that. And maybe tomorrow I can turn it up to a three or, you know, we have to test and assess all the time and be real about what those, what that dial looks like. And you can apply this to all different areas of your life as well. It can be fitness. It can be nutrition. It can be, um, lifestyle goals or wellness goals. It can be career goals. You have fun with it. You know, literally
0: anything that's, you know, I catch myself all the time. It's such a habit. I use fitness analogies or examples all the time because almost everyone can relate to that point in their life or like, oh, okay, I kind of get what you're saying. But it's so applicable to literally to everything. Um, we've danced around this a little bit by talking about realistic goals, but I really want to ask you specifically, because I think this is um probably one of the biggest holdbacks for women, at least that when I was in fitness, I experienced and the women I work with now who have current wellness goals, they're like, I just don't have the time. Like I would love to commit to that. And I would love to be able to go to a gym class, or I would love to be able to train for a marathon or lose 10 pounds or find time to get a personal trainer, insert whatever. But I'm so busy. And I feel like you know, I can't figure it out. So what advice do you have for listeners who maybe are having that same kind of script running through their mindset about, I really would love to, but like the thought of adding something else or finding the time feels extremely overwhelming.
1: Yeah. Great question. That all comes back to priorities. You talked about priorities earlier. Um, I feel like that's a word that I unfortunately use a lot. I see a lot of clients come, come specifically to me, hire a health and fitness and wellness coach. They have big aspirational goals and then I get to learn about their lives and I'm like, Ooh, are you ready? (laughs) Like, yeah, are you ready for this? So doing a little priority check can be as simple as just writing down what you're doing right now, oftentimes when we do this, uh, when I do this with my clients, we'll find interesting things that are taking up space, uh, in their lives. Like you could do a time audit, for example, and go, okay, like what, and when's the last time you thought about like what the flow of your day-to-day life is like, how much time are you spending on social media? How much time are you watching Netflix? Uh, one of the ones that I love to go back to all the time is I had this client years ago um, who worked really hard in the gym and she felt that she felt that like, gosh, I just don't have more time to give, but I know that I need it for the outcome-based goals that I have. And we did this and I was like, well, you're doing this volunteer thing here. And, you know, she was Mm -hmm. like, well, I have to do that. And I was like, the famous coaching question that you probably yeah. tell me more about that. Tell yes. me more. Tell right? me more. Why do you have to do that? Right. And you don't have to do a volunteer thing, right. it's called a volunteer. volunteer. <laughs> but then it's a totally different question to say what are your core values and are you living up to them in your priorities list? If mm. fitness is part of your core values or wellness or, um, getting your nutrition or is part of what you want to be, who you want to be, then it needs to move up that priority list and social media scrolling and, you know, or whatever it is, it could be different for every single person might need to start moving down the list. And then we can start to make a plan for what that looks like for you. Again, we put it in action. We test and assess and see how it's going. But it's, it's for some reason, so simple for us to want to put our health and fitness wellness goals on the back burner when it's like, feels so important, right. To be healthy because you can't do anything else if you're not healthy. Yeah. So it's that priority check that needs to happen.
0: Oh my gosh. It's so funny. You're talking about like social media and Netflix. I, I love When I'm at this position in a coach as a coach and I'm talking to clients and they're like, I just didn't have time. And they're like, But did you see the new Bridgerton series? And I'm like, Oh, ding, 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 ding. What if
1: you watch that while you go for a walk? How about that? Right. Or like, like, well, not maybe on the treadmill.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But think about it. It's like, okay, a lot of these series are eight to 10 episodes, an hour each. That's eight to 10 hours that you just spent sitting watching, like doing really nothing else. And that's okay. Like zero judgment. I also love me some good Bridgerton and also love any kind of other show or scrolling on social media. Do it Podcast. all. Yeah. Podcasts. All <laughs> the, well, podcasts, I'm like, I am like here when I run podcasts are my jam. But, you know, that's not to cast judgment, but it's again, to check priorities. When we say something like, Saying and doing are two different things, right? When we say something is important, our our actions m- matching what we are saying is important, right? If we say we want to be well and take care of ourselves, but then we're making it the last thing that we do every day, there's, there's misalignment. There. Yeah. 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 And it, and we can um we are like soulful beings, however anyone listening wants to interpret that, but we can feel that right like we know when we're not living in integrity and there is going to feel like resistance within our body and for me personally each year that goes by i become more and more um obsessed with wanting to understand how the mind and the body and everything flows energetically through and how we can start to feel things even before it happens if we're paying attention but that's one of the biggest things is that people like, I don't know why I just don't like if something feels really stuck and I'm like, yeah, because you're saying you want this, but you're doing this. Something's not working here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a really cool thing is when people like that light bulb goes off and they're like, Oh, this is
1: why. And with physical movement or with nutrition, I see that happen all the time. And if you hate running, why are you trying to make yourself do it?
0: Exactly. There's oh, so yes. many
1: different ways to, um, to to go at this. Maybe you love to dance. Maybe you love to jump rope. I like to um, ask my clients about what they love to do when they're kids because I'm very passionate about play. And yes. uh, I think it's a super important part of what we do physically. And we as adults have become so disconnected from play
0: remember mm-hmm.
1: when you just played, right? Yeah. And what were the things you love to do? I like, go about in my backyard and I'd swing on the tire swing and I, would you know, climb a tree. I was a big tomboy. I like to do all those things. And I love hearing what my clients love to do. They're like, oh, I did used to love to ride my bike. I love riding my bike. You know, yeah. and I'm like, do you ride your bike? And they're like, I don't even have a bike. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> yes. Let's get you a bike. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's that disconnection again of like, who, why are we putting ourselves into these boxes? We have to run because, you know, somebody said, that's how you get fit. We have to, I don't know, we have to do things that we hate because, uh, another one I see a lot is with exercise is like exercise equipment in people's homes. How many people have equipment in their homes that are like just collecting dust? Oh Um, yeah. My mom is guilty of this too. I'm like, mom,
0: that's a treadmill. It's not a coat rack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when's the last time That thing was on.
1: Yeah. But then, you know, when I d- dig deeper with most folks, they're like, well, you know, the treadmills in the basement and the basement's dark and there's spiders down there. And I'm like, get that treadmill out of the basement. Yeah. put it somewhere that you want to be, you know, like make it pretty or whatever it needs to be for you. Maybe it's going outside, I love going outside. I'm very passionate about it. I think there's so many other benefits just to getting outside in general. Um, But if you live in a place like I do, where sometimes the weather is not super conducive to that, well, what are, what are other ways? It's all problem solving. And instead of saying I should be able to do it because I just need to have willpower and discipline all the time. What can I actually do? It's going to make me want to show up. And maybe it is watching Bridgerton while I'm on the treadmill. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Totally. Totally. I, um, I think this actually super ties into how we started this episode about, you know, going back to motivation. I'm a big believer in when we set goals, making them fun. Like if you don't like what you're doing, you're certainly not going to stick to it. I I guaranteed guaranteed. You're not going to stick to it. And, um, yeah, making it feel like you're in an environment that feels like, Ooh, I want to be here. I want to spend time here Um, because yeah, in in anything, why would you want to be somewhere you can't stand or that feels dark and gross and no, no, totally not fun. My last question for you is, um, you know, as women, this kind of like a two-part question, but women specifically, not that I'm stereotyping, but in general, we tend to care more about our physical Appearance. Um, and we started off talking about that's where those outcome-based goals are, right? A dress size, a scale weight. You know, I have a client right now, I still have a few one-on-one clients, and she is making insane progress. Like literally, when I started with her, could not even do a sit-up, felt so weak, and she's strong beyond belief. And she's like, But I just want the scale to go down. And I'm like, why?
1: I feel that (laughs) she's like,
0: I know you're going to get super mad at me, but I still just wanted to go down. And so it's like, and I get this way too. Like, look, I I'm the same way. Like we sometimes can get caught in this, in this way and this mindset. But again, it's that should should mentality. Like, I feel like I should weigh less because I'm doing all this work or I should feel this, but how do you help women stop freaking obsessing and then The second part to that is create a culture within where you are, where other women can support each other in that.
1: Mm -hmm. Those are really, I think, very much directly correlated in my mind, at least. So like in my space, we have a lot of different uh, shapes and sizes and abilities here, which is really cool. And I love that about our space. Um, So it comes back to that. The way you're setting your goals. So instead of having that, and there's nothing wrong with having an outcome based goal, just like you said, we all have them. Yes. Like they're going to be there. But can we turn the outcome based goal into a mastery goal or a goal that really helps us focus more on the process and the journey than something that's going to happen over here? Right. So, like your client who's like, I still want the scale to go down. Okay what are the things, what are the skills, what are the things that go into making that happen? Mm-hmm. And then turning it into that journey or, or mastery-based goal of like, well, um, maybe it's more cardio, right? Like we know that there's the calories in, calories out components. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe we need to do more cardio. So Uh, where are you at now? And what's the, how are we going to set that next step goal? So maybe right now you're doing nothing. So if you're going to do five minutes of cardio a day, that is a mastery based goal rather Mm. than being like, I'm going to run a marathon, right? Yes. Um, So breaking those outcome-based goals into mastery or journey-based goals where you can have those little milestones like, cool, I did five minutes a day for a month. Now next month, I'm going to do 10 minutes a day or whatever it is that you figure out for yourself or with your coach. Um, and then you have those little proud moments and then they start digging in and it's like, you don't even have to like point it out. They're like, I'm really proud of myself that I did that. And kind of over time that usually not always, but usually that Outcome based goal starts to dissolve and become less important because all of those things that they cultivated in their mastery based goal become so much bigger. Like now I can walk up the stairs anywhere I go. I can, you know, whatever it is, I can play with my kids. They're like, wow, that's way better. Like, do I care that much about that scale? Probably not. And then the environment that you're in is just so important, right? Your community is huge. And one of the things I like to remind my clients about is community and connection does not happen to you. You have to seek it out. It can be hard. It can be uncomfortable stepping into a group fitness class for the first time. Scary AF, right? Yeah. Stepping into a new gym for the first time, scary AF, but remember you have choices. So when you go to a new place, if it doesn't vibe with you, you don't need to stay
0: there. Right. Yep, right? If, if it's not feeling good, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to be
1: there. Yeah. If their vibe is bad or the trainer's not bringing it for you, or you don't like the music or like there's something else that you want, go somewhere else. We have choices. And in our space, I'm as a gym owner. So this is something for all of you guys out there who are like thinking about joining a gym or, or joining a studio. I care about my clients and their feedback. I want to know what makes their experience good. What doesn't make their experience good. I also recognize that we are not for everybody, right? Yep. So, and nor are, you know, vice versa, it's a two way street. So there's constructive criticism that comes at us that we will implement as a team. And we care a lot about, and I always thank people like, please tell us, we want to know these things, right? But there's also sometimes criticism that comes that I go, "Mm, that's not, these people are not for us and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And if you're not in a studio space like that, or you're not in a fitness space like that, go find one because they're out there.
0: They're out there. Trust me. That's how we were too. At the, at the gym that I owned, it was like, I found myself when we first opened being the shapeshifter, like I felt like I needed to be everything. I needed to be a CrossFit. I needed to be a group fitness. I needed to be, you know, uh, a, a lifting gym. I, blah 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 blah. And I was like, whoa. First of all, where where do I want to be as an owner every day? And then, what's the community that I want to shape? And who? What are the kind of people? And what's interesting? Much like we've been talking about this whole time, this theme of like outcome, instead of the type of exercise that we offered, it became more about who we were as a culture. And those are the kind of people that showed up, right? So there are places and same thing in my beam life community, we're not a gym, but the women who come in there, they get it. Like they find each other. And I'm always like, if I'm not the coach for you, there is a coach for you. There is a community for you. There is a place for everyone. And I'm always like, if you don't, if you can't find it, create it. That's all I got to say. So, (laughs) Yeah. It comes back to that core values thing we were talking about earlier, because as
1: a business, we have core values, right? And I have core values as a trainer. I have personal core values. Do you know what they are? In our business play is one of them, right? And yeah. my business play is one of them. So people who want to play come find us. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and for so all of the you, alignment matters.
0: Yeah. And for all of you listening, by the way, you can train, I'm not mistaking, right? You can train virtually with yes. you. Yes, okay. you can.
1: I train clients all over the country, um, virtually over zoom. Typically uh, we've, I used to do a lot of group fitness, um, over zoom, but now we've kind of like dialed that back. Um, zoom got a little out of control, right? Post COVID yes, everyone was like, yes. i over it. Yes. Um, but I Maybe love training people. my clients like one-on-one, um, gotten, uh, this is going to sound like a brag, but I'm going to go for it. I've gotten really good at, um, training people over video. And I, it really um, pumped up my verbal cueing and yes. I've learned to ask like, hey, I need you to turn this way. I need to see this part. How does that feel in your body? It translates really great actually to what I do in the studio too. Um, it, 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 and as long as they're communicative with me and we have that great relationship, we have great like success with people yes. training over Zoom, believe it or not.
0: That's amazing. I believe it. You know, technology is just getting better and better. And when you find that synergy, it just works. It happens. It doesn't matter if it's in person, virtual, whatever. So
1: like you said,
0: like, go find
1: it. The options are out there. They don't have to be in your town. They don't have to be even in your state, you know, they're out there. So go find something you love.
0: Speaking of where can listeners connect with you? Cause I know that you just dropped like so many like nugget bombs of wisdom. Um, and you know, women are going to not only want to follow you, but hopefully want to train with you and find out more information about how they can now like look at wellness in a different way. So share with us where we can connect.
1: Yeah. So the best place to find everything that I'm doing is my website, which is coachchristine.net really simple. And it's Christine with a CH. And you can also find me on Instagram at coach underscore Christine B. I put a lot of content on there and on Facebook, just coach Christine. Um, and I love dropping the the nuggets, the value. And I love having great conversations in those spaces too. Um, so, so reach out to me, like ask me questions, like let's get connected. It's just so fun to build those connections and community. We have our own community on Facebook too. Um, we talk about all the things fitness, we share wins. So, like if you're looking for those
0: community spaces to get into, I have got yes. one. If you want yes. to be a part of it. <laughs> I love it. Y'all know I don't bring anyone on here that would not provide you with the ultimate um best transformation and experience. So I'm so grateful for your time and your wisdom and you're just overall amazing energy. So thank you so much for spending time on The Beam Life with me today. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Thank you for listening to The Beam Life. I'd be so honored if you would take a sec to leave a review. Ready to take the next step and join the sisterhood? The Beam Life community is a place where you can just take off the mask feel seen and form authentic connections with other like-minded kick-ass women. We do not do surface level shit in that group, babe. Click on the link in the show notes or head to the Beam Life Create Your Dream Life community on Facebook. I can't wait to see you there.